Each season, Guys Telling Stories seeks out fascinating people with a good story to tell. I'm Bill Easton. The man next to me is my co-host, Rich Douglas. We're a couple of guys who just love a good story. So join us on our quest to find fascinating people with a good story to tell. This is Guys Telling Stories. Welcome, welcome. Great to be here with you, Bill. Hi, Rich. What's going on? I'm excited about our guest today. Yeah, me too. International recording artist. International. Singer-songwriter. I thought he just played Corner Bars. Tom Sartori. <laughs> no, man, he's traveling oh, the world. He's cruising around. I can't keep up with where he's where he is. He was just in town this past week for his birthday. Happy Cru- birthday, Tom. Cruising around. I like the way you, you said that. Oh, yeah, man. He travels the world singing and playing music and... Um, he, you know, for the listeners who uh, aren't familiar with him, uh, he's from our uh, hometown right here in Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, Bill, you uh, have a little history with him. You remember him back from your uh, bartending days? Oh, yeah. We used to travel around, uh, you know, bar to bar. Uh, and when he was playing, it was always a very energetic and lively, fun atmosphere. So uh, it was kind of a bonus if he was one of the bars we we enjoyed going to. Yeah, because, you know, it was just like a good time. Mm-hmm. He always brought in the crowds. Shots and- fly. <laughs> that this was back. This is a long time ago, but yeah, yeah. Well, he's since uh, moved away. I think he, you know his home base now is down in Florida. But um, you know, Tom's story is uh, he grew up in a musical family, and his father was a bit of a musician. I want to ask him about that. And mm-hmm. I think branching out, he did everything from playing the coffee houses and the local bars here to uh, now he's been playing music in countless countries around the world and. Did you know about the ESPN uh, World Series of Poker yes, story? Yeah, I heard. You know, it was. Yeah, I heard about it, and I think it was actually in a. I think it was in the Buffalo News back in the day. Too. I, I want to ask him about that. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping to hear all about his life as a musician, and uh, you know how he found a way to make music his lifelong career. That's pretty cool. I couldn't do that. You know, and this is a little little road trip one for us. Road we're going to do it live. Yes, we're going to uh, Lockhouse Distillery downtown in the Cobblestone District. And they're celebrating a little bit of an anniversary, too, so congratulations to yeah. them. And thanks for having us, and, and looking forward to uh, some of the drinks, too. Oh, that'll be fun. Well, let's pack this stuff up and uh, go meet Tom. All right, Tom, welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> thanks for having me. We're, we're excited to be here, man. We're doing another uh, live one, and uh, you know this is our hometown, but you're, you're, you're back in town, too, so welcome. Thank you. It's, it's a little good. nostalgic here for me, you know. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a little bit of history, right? Oh, yeah. I've seen this guy all over Western New York back in the day. <laughs> I'm going to leave those stories right there. <laughs> well, for people who are tuning in and wanting to maybe learn a little bit more about you, where's the best place for them to go to find out about you, your music, everything you have going um, on? Well, TomSartori.com is, is the easiest. And I, I uh, actually started a couple other websites, FloridaPartyBands.com. I've got about 50 of them. I won't list them all now. I'll, I'll leave just those two. Yeah, head to Tom Sartori, and then I'm sure that'll take you where you need to be, right? <laughs> Correct. I first saw some of your videos more recently because Facebook, with their algorithm, just started showing me uh, you cruising around the world playing music cool. to all these people on you know, Disney vacations, or maybe yeah. they're down in Florida with their families, or just having a, a good time at so it was some sort of country party I saw. <laughs> but I was wondering yeah. if you could take us back, you know, even before you were born, your father was a musician too, right? Yeah, my dad uh, started playing guitar and singing in bars when he was 12 years old. And um, he still plays and sings a little bit on the couch these days. <laughs> but yeah, so I picked it up from my dad and um, I grew up in a very musical family. My 
my uncle played accordion, my grandfather played a little organ, and when we had the family get-togethers, it was we'd have a hoedown going. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> did did, uh, did dad did he go to school for music, or, or um, how did that work? No, he got a guitar. He got a Fender Stratocaster in 1963, I want to say, and um, and uh, yeah, he just taught himself, you know, and and he's amazing, amazing jazz guitar player. Any memories of him touring around the country like you playing no, music? No, he, he always did it as a side side gig. Mm-hmm. He uh, <laughs> he played in a wedding band and he worked a regular job, uh, and uh, he was working at the time. He was working for a company here in Buffalo called Ever Brothers, loading liquor on on the trucks, yeah. and, and then he was in a wedding band on the weekends. So when I was young, I'd played the trumpet, and he would drag me along to his wedding gigs. I was probably you know, 14 or 15 years old, I could barely play the trumpet. And he'd put me in a little tuxedo and sit me in the back of the stage. And I would, you know, toot a couple notes. Oh, yeah. And that was that was the beginning of my music career. Yeah. Playing weddings. Bill, that reminds me, he has a band come to his house every 4th of July. And mm-hmm. there's this little boy that plays the steel drum. Might be six, seven years old. And he steals the show. That's right. It has nothing to do with how good he is. It's just no. that no one's going to yell at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, but did you were you the star of the show then when your dad would be like oh no. all right the next guy coming out he's got a trumpet oh i was just terrible i was just there for for visual effect i think oh look at the cute little kid yeah look at that trumpet. tux he's so cute yeah exactly <laughs> so what was life like growing up for you then how did it all I get started, started? Well, i learned guitar from my dad and then I, I took private lessons on guitar when i was about 12 years old and um uh, Basically, growing up, I mean, any any instrument I can get my hand on, I tried to figure out. So I, I taught myself the piano um, through high school, and and uh, taught myself how to play the drums and yeah, the those are those are a lot different than than a guitar too. Like those are very specific. Pianos different. Drums are obviously a, a, yeah. a, a lot different. I think once you once you know music theory, it's it's. You know, if, if you got some talent in your blood, you could pick it up. And I, I mean, me personally, I was just able to pick it up and figure it out. It, just, it was like natural. Cool. Still L- play luckily. those? <laughs> you still play those today? Or just yeah, I was actually just playing piano for Disney Cruise Lines over in Europe. I did, uh, I did three and a half months through uh, the Mediterranean and wow. the Baltic. And a few weeks ago, I was playing in Iceland and Norway. And I was playing piano. I was the pianist and, That's and cool. sing, singing and playing piano. They don't, they don't have that, like, uh, you know, that dirty piano player on our cruise? Yeah. He, he was odd. It's called Adult Daycare. Yes. And he would he would sing a song, and then uh, he'd mix in his own little dirty words. And, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, not allowed on Disney. Not on Disney? No, not with the mouse involved. The no. mouse does not approve. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Bringing it back to you, um, life growing up, we were talking about your dad. Um, flash forward a little bit. Do you remember that first gig where you actually got paid and maybe people besides yeah. friends and family showed up you know what i'm saying yeah i remember playing like a you know i got in a little high school rock band we did some graduation parties and that was my first real band and then in college i played a frat party and um <laughs> i was hooked at that point nice. and then um yeah and then uh, i got into some other band a few other bands and then I, I ended up in a band out of rochester called nick and the nice guys I don't know if you're familiar oh, with yeah, them. I am. We started touring around the world with them, uh, you know, in, in my early 20s. And I was playing in Japan. And it was, a, it was a corporate rock band. So we did a lot of huge events for companies like, you know, Apple or um, NFL properties. Like for the Super Bowl, we did four Super Bowls where, you know, they have all the celebrity parties. And we would be the band that would 
go there and entertain them. So it was that was quite a cool gig. I think they're still around. Mm-hmm. They've probably been around for thirty years, just rotating players. But you think Nick's still there? Is there is there's just, never been a Nick. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a Nick. But I did that for about four or five years, and man, I was just uh, I was hooked. I said I got to find a way to make some money in this business because this is what I want to do. Yeah. So. Was that when you started doing some solo stuff? I broke off of that and started doing my solo thing here in Buffalo, and mm-hmm. that's when we met. Yep. And then um, I started. I went from playing little coffee houses um, to playing, you know, the, the biggest bars around Buffalo. And you know, before you knew it, there was lines around the lines around the building for a while, and I did that for a long time. Yeah. And um, you know, really got my chops here and built a nice nice fan base. Buffalo's mm-hmm. been pretty good to me one of the last bars that i ended up working at was coonaville and <laughs> a lot of them are our regular listeners which is which is pretty cool so this is going to be pretty special to them uh coonaville oh, was coonaville. <laughs> coonaville was uh was insane i'll, I'll never forget uh, <laughs> when when i was one of the managers tried getting me in there and they're like well we don't we don't do live music here this is not a live music you know it's a chain around the yeah. around the country and the manager was trying to explain to his team. He goes, "We got to get Tom though. He's got a huge following." And I remember uh, I said, "Look, it. They were they were <laughs> they were leery about having me in there." I said, "Give me give me three weeks. I'll come play for next to nothing, just to show you what I can do." And I packed the place out. And um, and uh, next thing you know, I, I think that lasted a few years. I was doing it every did. Wednesday. Every Wednesday. And I remember it was like a few months in that the corporate came in. It was Dave Tuttleman. Or, That's it. Yeah. And he came in on his private jet and um, was like, what's going on Wednesdays in, in Buffalo? <laughs> and they started incorporating live music. You know, he sat down and met with me and they started incorporating it into all their Kahunavilles. And yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool gig. Yeah. What do yeah. you remember, Bill, about that time? Well, you know, we we couldn't drink while we were working, <clears throat> so right, right. Uh, <laughs> of course you can. I must have just been overworked, which is why I don't remember a whole lot from those Wednesdays. We definitely weren't running up to the uh, DJ booth. <laughs> no, to, of course to take not. breaks, uh, which or is also ma- just where, make requests. Where I ended up in the second half of that of of his tenure at Cooneville. It was a lot of fun. It was um, you take this corporate restaurant with a game room and uh, food and a kids menu. And at six o'clock at night, you could start to see this whole building transform, and people would you know the stages on one side they put up a huge stage, <laughs> yeah, in the bar. Like there's, yeah. this is a huge. There's, there's probably better places to put this stage, <laughs> but like right in the bar, and people would start coming in six six thirty for this eight. I think it was eight o'clock Man. show, and they're just like, well, I just want to be. I want to be at the bar. I want to be because it's too hard to get drinks because there's. Three, four hundred yeah, people at this place. Wow. And we started getting like all the professional athletes, the Buffalo Sabres would all come in. Mm-hmm. We had some of the Buffalo Bills come in. And Joe Macy was a regular there, my buddy, mm-hmm. baby Joe. <laughs> so part of the reason that I uh, would start following Tom around had literally nothing to do with Tom's <laughs> here, music. Here we go. It had to do with the people that Tom brought. <laughs> give me a, give me a, for example. Do you mean the athletes and? The no, <laughs> no. Oh, he, he, uh, <laughs> he knows exactly. Every what interview, I mean. this is. How you can. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a, no, it's good. I mean, it was a good thing. You know, I was young and handsome back then. You still, you're still <laughs> handsome. And then, nah, I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys are painting a picture for me for a time that I didn't. I, I wasn't here to see all that. What do you think it was that helped you gain that momentum locally? I mean, I like to think it was my music. Right. <laughs> but it was... <laughs> a uh, very straightforward answer. You know, I had this, I had this uh, 
one of the niches in my show, I'd, I'd bring some tambourines and I would call out girls. And there was always a lot of attractive girls at the show. And, and uh, I'd, I'd call the prettiest girls on the stage and I'd play tambourine. They'd take turn, turns playing tambourine. And I would call them out by name and they lo- you know, everybody loves, loves hearing their name on the microphone. And they would come back every week and it just snowballed. It was like every, mm-hmm. every beautiful girl in, within a 100 mile radius was, was at the shows. I, I, I was kind of half joking with what I said before, but <laughs> the other the other part is, is is exactly what he said. He he found he figured out a way to he figured out what was missing, and you know anyone could hire a band. And uh, bands are a lot of fun, uh, but bands are expensive. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of equipment, and there's a lot of setup time, uh, and a lot can go wrong. The more people you have in a band, the more chances are someone's gonna not have a good day get sick something breaks right he had a little niche and and with a couple other guys that that i knew who would one guy shows up he has a guitar he's got an amp he has a speaker sings songs good looking has fun and that's the key gets the crowd involved he got the crowd crowd involvement that was key and he had fun was getting people involved and yeah it was it's fun a lot of fun you mentioned meeting quite a few uh different people from different walks of life is there was there ever a mrs Sartori running around in oh. any little towns running around. No, we don't know no, 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 <laughs> none of that. So, ladies, he's available. <laughs> I am. Well, yeah. As of last night, I think I'm. I may be. I'm not sure. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've been. You know, it's life on the road, and I do a lot of traveling. It's 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 uh, not that you can't have a relationship, a successful relationship. It's a uh, you know, uh, you just need a certain kind of person that can that enjoys that kind of lifestyle, who wants to join along with you. Well, I want to I want to ask you about when you finally decided to you know leave your hometown and maybe some of the places you went to, uh, but we will get to that right after this short break. The good folks at Brewbus Buffalo are proud to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> Bill, you know all about this. I, do. I your, like the way you said that. It's we a, are good folks. It's an all-inclusive VIP beer tasting experience located right here in Western New York. So, Bill, I always ask you, the owner of the company, what makes Brewbus Buffalo a special experience? Well, Rich, like you said, it is a VIP experience. We have a professional driver and a tour guide on each tour. The driver will drop us off as close as possible. All the breweries and, and restaurants and everywhere else we go table is all set for everybody tour guide gets all the drinks all you have to do is buy a ticket get on the bus and sit there and enjoy great tasting local beer and this is a real bus this is this thing's beautiful oh it's yeah all decked out inside outside and uh we've got a little special offer for our listeners so uh if you want to see and experience brew bus buffalo our listeners get $5 off when you book through their website, brewbusbuffalo.com, just by using promo code BEER5. That's B-E-E-R, the number five, to save $5 off your VIP brewery tour with Brew Bus Buffalo. And now, back to our interview with Tom. So you were in Buffalo, successful, uh, doing well for yourself, and then you decided to test the waters outside of your hometown, like Vegas, Florida, California, uh, and some other places, and you also got involved with ESPN's World Series of Poker. <laughs> yes, I did. How did that begin? How did you get involved with that? I was um, I was on the road with my band, and my bass player taught me how to play online poker. And I, I was terrible. I was horrible. <laughs> I, me too. <laughs> and I have obsessive compulsive. And of course, I, I want to do the best. I want to be the best I can be at whatever I'm doing. So I read every poker book. And next thing you know, I get online and I win a tournament, like they call them a satellite. 
I think I spent a hundred hours to get into this, and the grand prize was a trip to Vegas to play in the main event, and and, and um, it's like I couldn't believe it. My dad tried to talk me into just taking the the ten thousand dollars because that, uh-huh. that's what the prize was. They paid your ten thousand dollar admission. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're never gonna, you know, do well. You're playing against the best poker players in the world. Just take ten grand. And at the time, I was making really good money. I'm like, I'm just gonna take a chance. Yeah. I went out there and did way better than I expected. <laughs> so yeah, I made it down to the final three tables. I remember I played poker for five days straight. Wow. And I think it was like almost towards the end, maybe like, you know, 75, 80% of the field was knocked out. And a reporter came up to me and he goes, Tom, he goes, you're the, uh, you're the chip leader of the whole tur- <laughs> poker tournament. I turned 10,000 chips into 2.5 million. And um, I'm like, I'm the leader of the whole, you know, you got all these poker stars around right. I started sweating panicking and right you probably wish you didn't say that oh my I wish you didn't because then I, I, cha- I changed my play and I was like kind of like not playing a lot of hands and then someone came up and was like you know to get to the final table you need this many chips you're gonna have to start playing some hands and then I you know I was just it was it was uh it got it got in my head yeah which no one said anything to me I was just but it still I still did really well I mean I got down to the final three tables and and um and they, you know, first place was seven million bucks. And I remember they had it on the front page of the Buffalo News. You know, Tom Sartori in line to win seven million dollars. Man, oh my God, my phone started blowing up. <clears throat> what was it for? Uh, friends asking for loans? <laughs> it's all ex-girlfriends. <laughs> oh man. Well, you did end up doing quite well. And did you think about maybe pursuing that, kind of putting music to the side uh, a little not bit? Not really. I mean, I took the bulk of that money and invested it into my music career. Started up a record label. Um, I went out to California, got a great producer. Uh, produced, pr- produced a record that I'm really proud of. It's called Long Ride Home. And um, one of the songs off that CD um, ended up doing really well on the radio. Uh, it's called One More Whiskey available on iTunes. Nice. <laughs> and uh, plug, plug. And um, I used a lot of the money to, prom- to pr- promote that. And 30 radio si- uh, stations across the country picked it up. It went number one on the radio in uh, Boston, San Diego, and a uh, little city outside of New Orleans. So then I was doing a radio tour. And so the poker really, uh, it was, what they, they wrote in the LA Times, I think on the front page of the entertainment section, they had an article on me and it said like, Sartori, renegade uh, poker player, Use, using uh, poker to feed his music addiction, something like something that. Something like that. <laughs> something like it that. It is in- an interesting part of your story where you have this this you know year long like kind of infatuation obsession with poker, and that it ends up influencing your career for mm-hmm. the next yeah. five, six, ten years. I'm thinking of getting back into poker. I'm getting the itch again. If you uh, but, have you stopped like just altogether? Yeah, I mean it's a really time consuming game, and you need to. Mm-hmm. You sit at a poker table all day staring at nine guys and you just staring at cards. It's just like, I don't know, it's no kind of life for me. Right, yeah. right. Um, There's a lot more people that play it now, too. Yeah, and it's, I tried it the following year and I think there was like, the year I was in it, there was 6,000 people and I finished 26th. And the following year, I think there was like eight or 9,000 people. Mm-hmm. And I made it like halfway through. Yeah. At that point, it's just a crapshoot. It's, it's, the odds are astronomical. I mean, you're going to run into a bad hand sooner or later mm-hmm. quads over quads or mm-hmm. you know something you just can't get away from 
Well, some of these guys, they only have poker or maybe they go back to their regular job, engineer, accountant, but you, yeah. you got to take this and, and travel around the world. Yeah. Um, did I hear that there was a, at least one Playboy gig mixed in <laughs> Yeah, there was. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a legendary story just to, just to go there. Um, can you tell us what was going on that day? How'd you get the gig? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd say. They signed kidding, a non-disclosure agreement. No, it was uh, It was actually, uh, the Playboy Mansion was everything you would think it was. Mm-hmm. And I got to do like a, an all-original set. And, oh, um, wow. And there was a lot of movie stars there and lots of Playboy bunnies running around. And I got to go in the grotto. And it was uh, it was a night to remember. It really mm-hmm. was something I'll never forget. Was was uh, was the big guy there in his robe? He was and the there. Slippers and I didn't get to meet him, but he was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is oh. that true? He just walks around in a robe and slippers. In my, he's, you said it's exactly how I picture it. So <laughs> I'm picturing him in a robe, slippers, uh, yeah. three blondes on one side, maybe three blondes on the other. But yeah, it was free brick oven pizza. <laughs> my own fantasies. Yeah, uh, I, I, I know you're pre- you're picturing it. So. Well, before the break, I asked you about um, deciding to finally leave your hometown, mm-hmm. and that, that's a big deal. I mean, it sounds like you had a lot of momentum going with everything from poker to the CD and the songs doing really, really well. Yeah. Um, it's difficult to leave. Yeah. yeah, but any struggles with uh, you know leaving friends and family and that comfort um, and security behind? Or? Yeah, I mean, but you know, yeah, I was I got it. I got into a rut here in Buffalo. I mean, it was great, and I was. You know, making lots of more money than I ever dreamt of, and uh, to walk away from that was difficult. But I knew that I needed to branch out, mm-hmm. and I was doing mostly cover songs here at my shows, and I really wanted to pr- start pursuing my own stuff. And then my song got on the radio, so it was, it's time to time to go. And I started um, working down in Florida quite a bit, and um, building some cities down there. And um, yeah, I ended. Up, I always, I said this is a great place to camp out. There's so many great cities in Florida. Um, I could have kind of a home base, Central Florida, and branch out to, you know, maybe like a dozen different cities. And, um, you know, for a while I was tra- traveling all over the country and in, in, in multiple countries. But, um, and I said, well, for as far as a place to live and camp out, Florida was the, was the spot for me. I just developed a really strong following there. So the weather's great. People are, you know, beautiful and <laughs> and we'll leave that at that. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think uh, not that there's not beautiful people here, but there are very beautiful people in Buffalo as mm-hmm. well. But you know, and I think with the warm weather, everybody's more motivated to stay in shape. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's hot all the time. You're always outside at the beach, and you have your shirt off, and people are more apt to, you know, get to the gym. <laughs> we went on a cruise and gained weight, and came back, and are showing that off. <laughs> show, show Next subject. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apparently, we're not doing it right. <laughs> well, it sounds like the world, in some ways, has been your oyster ever since that, that time to make the move. In the sense that, if you'd like to go to this country and play some music, you can do that. If you if you decide to, for example, go to California, a lot of people do that. Some people go there and they never come back, though. And it sounds like you've gone there, been there, gone back, yeah, been man. to Florida. Yeah, I was on a in California. I was on a TV show for a while out there. And, I had a manager there, and <clears throat> it was a show on NBC called The Singing Bee. I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, that. You know, I, I, remember, I remember that. How how'd you get involved with a, a TV show like that? That was, um, actually, you know, it's funny. It was uh, talking, we were talking about the poker thing. I was actually flying out, it was the following year or the, or the year after, I was flying out to play poker. I was at the airport, and I got a phone call while I was at the airport uh, from a girl I used to play in a band with, and she's like, we're recording this show. It's a big NBC show. Joey Fatone from NSYNC is hosting it, and oh, yeah. um, 
and um, the the people at the network aren't happy with the the lead singer for the for the house band. And I was telling them about you. Can you come out here? And I'm like, man, I'm on my way to uh, to Vegas to play in another poker tournament. And I will well, change my flight, so I switched my flight. I got there. I sang uh, sang a few songs, and we were recording two days later and. A week later, we, you know, it's on TV for 10 million viewers. It was, it, was, it happened that fast. It was a good decision not to enter that tournament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. that. <laughs> yeah, so that, that lasted a couple seasons. I did like 20 episodes on that. Okay. Any interest in doing that in the, in the future, being more of that house band? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, as an entertainer, you keep yourself open to all opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, one of those professions where, I mean, you know, you just got to, you got to keep, Stoking the fire and, and 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 seeing what pops up, you just never know. I do a little bit of acting, a little bit of um, singing, songwriting. You know, I'm doing some managing. Mm-hmm. Started a booking agency. You know, you try to get as many revenue streams coming in as you can. You never know what's yep what's going to dry up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the ability to change is, is is definitely a good one to have and and to to branch off of yourself in yeah. in different ways, but keep it all kind of. In a similar yeah. bubble. Mm-hmm. Is, is yeah. I just started a brand new entertainment company, Sartori Entertainment. We're launching that over the next couple months. I've got a, a partner, and um, we got a little staff happening, and it's basically going to be a management booking agency. We're finding, we're looking for, for you know, talented people that we can kind of groom into uh, doing the corporate party thing kind of like nick and the nice guys like we talked about or and doing the upscale wedding stuff i've mm-hmm. developed a niche in florida for uh you know the the beach weddings and and the corporate events so many corporations from around the world fly into you know florida to have their events and they pay top dollar so i signed a guy from i'm in the process of signing a guy from buffalo um uh and uh, he's he's our first project, and we already started booking him some pretty big gigs on in Florida. So you don't have to be from Florida to get involved. No, you no, just have but, to want uh, to go to Florida. Yeah, exactly. And um, there's so much work down there. So um, yeah, FloridaPartyBands.com. Right now, that'll redirect you to my site, but um, that's going to be a whole different agency site. Um, so yeah, any talented people out there who want to make some money and like Florida and like warm weather and beautiful people, beautiful people. <laughs> Send me an email. Not that you're not beautiful. <laughs> well, Bill, I got I got one or two more before uh, before we wrap this thing up. What do you got on your end? Well, I heard um, you know I heard about the uh, the national anthem at the Bills game coming up. Oh yeah, so I'm excited about that. When's that going to be? So that's we're all be, paying uh, attention. That's going to be Thanksgiving weekend against the uh, Jaguars. Okay. And this will be my uh, I think it's going to be my tenth national anthem for the Buffalo Bills. Cool. Do they come out and give you a special? <laughs> jacket yeah a little gold jacket Saturday Night Live style <laughs> so I'm really excited about that yeah go Bills you know on our fir- very first season we sat across the table from uh, Doug Allen who does the national anthem for all the Sabres home games and funny enough he, he said at the time he goes you know I've never done a Bills game though and now I'm, I'm smiling because <laughs> you're doing the Bills game yeah, yeah. so um, do you remember can you think back what that first time walking out in front of you know a sold out stadium 80,000 people oh, yeah. like how how'd you get that gig and, and what was that experience like it's terrifying i mean i did some anthems for the for the sabers as well and mm-hmm. the buffalo bisons over the years but what really got me started was i won a radio contest to sing the national anthem yeah it might have been like a 97 rock contest wow. or something okay and um i won and um and that got me my first bisons game 
and then it snowballed from there. And then you know, building the fan base, fan base that I did over the years. I think one one of the guys that would follow me around was the marketing director for the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. So he was a fan, and that's how I ended up getting in. Getting was this a Bills. singing contest, or did you yeah. like just pull your name out of the hat? It was a singing contest. Okay, good. <laughs> of course, yeah. That could have went really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I got to ask before we wrap this thing up. My wife's a, a big 98 Degrees fan. She loved those boy bands. Um, any, <laughs> any, uh, any stories from meeting any of those, uh, those guys? Uh, they, 98 Degrees, I met them. I think it was backstage at, at one of the kiss parties here in town okay okay fiance was there and uh yeah with the 98 degrees guy i remember asking the one guy uh for the time and he just looked at me like you know like reluctantly gave me the time <laughs> like, what do you think you are <laughs> mr 98 degrees but um yeah i mean joy joy fatone you know from insync i got NSYNC, to know yeah. pretty pretty well and mm-hmm. we did a lot of shows together and we became became friends and once in a while we chat he tunes into my Instagram and <laughs> hits a like button once in a while. Cool. He's a great guy and um, yeah, he's he's a, he's an Orlando guy, so we live in the live in the same, same area. Time. Nice. Yeah. What else you got, Bill? No Anything? great uh-huh. stories. I wish I had a no. A great you know what? Story She's going to be you. happy I asked or embarrassed that I mentioned <laughs> it. One of the two. <laughs> I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have anything else? I don't have anything else. All right. Did I have anything else? Can we plug some shows? Yeah, please. Yeah, so yeah. we got to plug some shows. So. Well, I'm going to be coming back into town. Um, actually, well, this is going to air, yeah. Right at the end of October. So uh, you're going to be yeah. around you know, a little before Halloween. I will, be, I will be here in November because I'm coming back for the anthem. I'm going to mm-hmm. book some shows that week. But all my tour calendar is on you know, Bands in Town. But you just go to TomSertori.com. It'll have all my, all my show dates right now. They're... They're, they're tentative, so I don't, I don't want to say yeah. anything specific. You know, but follow, follow them online, too, because I think I mentioned it. it. Just Facebook knows if you if you like that kind of music and these videos of you uh, playing the piano in, in Italy or wherever the heck you were, you yeah. know, just pop up. And it's fun to watch them because uh, Thanks, you man. obviously love what you do. And the people that you are singing to are, are in the happiest moods in the world, probably on the happiest ship in the world. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. They are on the it's happy an, ship. It's an easy crowd to entertain. Whenever you people are on vacation, they're, they're amped up. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been gearing up toward, for these vacations for probably a year or two years, saving up, and they get there and they are just ready to have a good time. I mean, who wouldn't be, right? Yeah, so very easy to entertain. But yeah, you, I do the live streams quite a bit. I'm doing one right now. Hey guys, hey Facebook. A little Facebook Facebook Live. There so they are. If you do, I got my fan page, you know, just punch up Tom Sartori and, and um, yeah, catch some live shows from around the world. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, Bill, I think we're good to go. I'm great. This was awesome. Yeah, a lot of fun. I um, learned a lot too, which is pretty cool. You know, I know I've known you a while, but it's not we don't go out for a beer and start talking <laughs> about your family. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys having me. Thanks. Cheers. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Tom Sartori, Bill. That was fun. What a cool guy. Yeah, he is a, he is a cool guy. You can see He's how... He's always been a cool guy. Yeah, you can see how like people are just drawn to him. Like mm-hmm. he, uh, he looked good. He smelled good. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and uh, and he... Uh, he said, you know, he's always, always bringing people up on stage. I want to like, mm-hmm. I want to go there and I don't know, maybe that, go, go on stage. And that's that's true. And and it got to the point at Cooneville where we just did just did not have enough tambourines. <laughs> well, everybody can play a tambourine. So what did you guys get? <laughs> Triangles or something? Maracas? <laughs> there were musical instruments everywhere in that bar. Yeah. People banging bottles together. Yeah, well, you know, he's. Uh, I think he's on his way back down to Florida. And if you're interested, like we said, you know, catch his tour schedule out on mm-hmm. his website 
and go check out a show or, or you know, like uh, you know, go download or stream some some of his songs. I think uh, I think you're gonna be impressed. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, one of his shows here locally, and you know, we'll try to. Uh to let you know when he's he's going to be back in Buffalo playing as well. Yeah, yeah, the national anthem for right around Thanksgiving. Yep. So that'll be uh, that'll be fun for the uh, Buffalo Bills game. You know, and uh, a reminder to all you listeners out there: if you know somebody fascinating like Tom, uh, send it our way. Bill, you're going to be surprised about this, but Ooh, we have a new uh, love surprises. Uh, we're going to ask the listeners to call in. We've got a voicemail right now. Yeah, it's uh, so they can leave us a message, and oh, if they okay. want to suggest a story or they just want to give us some feedback. Um, you know, give us a call and leave a message. One eight hundred call GTS. <laughs> is that it? Did we get that one? No, the the eight hundred number. Oh. This is a it's a local number here. We got uh, area code seven one six two four five four GTS. Oh, you did get GTS. <laughs> you in got there. GTS. So wow. I'll say that one more time. Uh, give us a call. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you thought. Area code seven one six two four five four GTS. That is. One more time, 716. That's our area code. 245-4487. Cool. Good job with that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, send us some feedback there, and I've, uh, we always appreciate if uh, you can send a couple cool stories or suggestions our way. And if you're new to the show, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're not new to the show, I really am surprised by every time Rich says I have a surprise for you. He never tells me these things ahead of time. <laughs> so that was actually a surprise. Well, I'll, uh, I'll forward you all the voicemails we get. So, well, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. And as always, I'm Rich Douglas. I'm Bill Easton. Until next time. <laughs>